This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Front row on the bigger picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs in a notional history, a performer, a journalist, and an activist. Pour through school textbooks, inherited memories, and video interviews of exile revolutionaries, uncovering erasures, exclusions, and questions around the Malayan emergency. So this is part of a series of works known as the Emergency Projects, uh, done by Five Arts Centre, which examines that particular era in our history. The performers investigate and speculate on the possible histories for a different Malaysia, intersecting the personal, the national and the notional. So what is all of this about? I'm going to find out now from Rama Pauzi. She's a documentary filmmaker. She's also a performer in A Notional History and Mark Tay, he's the director of A Notional History, also member, long-time member of Five Arts. Uh, the show has had a very successful run in 2022. It's set to be restaged in a couple of weeks at KLPAC. So I'm going to find out more. Welcome both of you. How are you today? Hi, Juliet. Thanks for having us. We're great. Yeah, good. Thank you, Juliet. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. Absolute pleasure. So just right off the bat, I just want to say that I caught the performance uh, last year at GMBB. What an amazing performance it was, a documentary performance. Uh, really, really wonderful. Congratulations. And, you know, you guys have taken it. Not just It wasn't just performed in KL, of course. You know, it was you guys went to Penang, you went to Brussels, Japan. Uh, it's been a very successful run, would you say? Yeah, it has been. And it's great also because, you know, um, last year... Uh, it was after things started opening up after the pandemic, you know, not just in Malaysia, but I think in the places that we visited. So when we showed this performance in different places, different contexts, there really seemed to be a great kind of hunger and desire for live presence, mm. you know, live performance. And I guess for urgent stories, which which I don't mind saying, I guess, a notional history tries to tackle. Yeah, we're just very lucky and very happy to be able to present it again this year. Um, at the invitation of the KLPAC. Uh, someone from KLPAC saw the show last year and because we have a small space in GMBB and the show was sold out pretty quickly, they said, hey, why don't we co-present it this year in, in their space? And we're very happy for that. Okay, excellent. Can't wait. I mean, I think a lot more people need to see it. So and I'm really happy that it's going to be set in a in a much bigger space for it. So maybe Rama, you want to talk to me about this. Um, I, I sort of like what I read earlier was, you know, how Five Arts sort of described what it is, right? But you know, talk to me a little bit about what this documentary performance responded to. So it was uh, a critical moment, right, in Malaysia that you guys were sort of responding to. Right. Yeah. So basically, I think in 2019, there was like a call to revise the uh, textbooks. Uh, I think like form three textbook at that time because um, uh, the Pakatan Harapan just took over after uh, GE 14. Um, and then all of that coincided with, you know, whose history should we present um, and should we preserve and teach? And at that point, um, there was, you know, this like, I guess people started talking about, oh, whether or not we have been teaching the right part of histories. And and the moment Pakata Harapan took over and started flirting with this idea about um, revamping textbooks, but to also contextualize that 
all textbooks have to go through certain kind of revision every few years anyway. Yeah. So this particular moment was interesting because although it wasn't that moment um, uh, in which uh, the textbooks have to be revised anyway, um, it was kind of like being made politicized in a way that now it's time for us to present our own part <laughs> of history, like the leftist history or like the revolutionary or whatever. So um, it got us thinking about um, how to write and how to revisit and what how to see textbooks and how to see the way textbooks are being taught. So um, this performance was responding to that, um, to, the, to exactly this one part about the uh, emergency and how did we tackle that particular issue. And, and Mark, you know, um, this isn't the first work where Malaysia's history is sort of being re-examined or delved into, right? Um, as part of Five Arts work. I mean, uh, your previous work in Baling back in 2015, uh, there was also Splota Hunsablo Merdeka, Emergency Festival, uh, Fragments of Tua, which just came out last year. There were so many, right? Um, why is this something that, uh, as a collective, you guys are interested in doing as well, interested in tackling and, you know, re-examining, maybe even revising, right? Yeah, I think, you know, it's a very paradoxical thing um, because Malaysia... Um, as a nation state, is both very young and also very amnesiac at the same time, <laughs> right? So I think this is why all young independent nation states, which are around 60, 70 years old now, in, in Southeast Asia, in Africa, in Latin America, they all went through these periods where they were, let's say, governed by one political system or, or party or whatever for a very long time, you know. Um, and things change, of course. The people or parties or groups that deliver independence eventually sometimes lose their power. And so new narratives begin to emerge, new questions begin to emerge. And I think this is not unique to Malaysia, actually. So when we actually travel to festivals and, and venues around, we notice that actually this is a generational thing. You know, there are artists uh, our age, uh, meaning in their 40s and their 30s, um, that are also relooking at, I don't know, Argentinian history or um, uh, Thai history or Indonesian history, you know, these moments from 40 years and 50 years ago. In many ways, uh, because we didn't live through those histories, we can, through art, kind of discover or excavate some of these inconvenient histories and difficult questions with a kind of criticality and distance mm -hmm. and, and imagination, actually, because the, the work is also about making things uh, speculative, making possible the different roads not taken, different realities that could have and still could exist possibly. And I think this is this is an approach that we try and take specifically in a notional history as well. Uh, it's obviously a play on the word a national history. So a notional, uh, a speculative or a maybe history, you know, yeah. Yeah, but working on this, right? And, and there's a lot of, you know, it, it could be controversial. It could be, you know, deemed too sensitive. You know, how do you give it the sort of respect uh, that it requires, I suppose, for lack of a better word, you know, so that uh, audiences aren't just immediately offended by what they see and, you know, actually sit down and listen. Um, what is the approach, I guess, uh, that you guys take to make sure that it's as respectful as possible to, uh, you know, to everyone involved? You know, it's really interesting. Like, um, maybe Rama would like to respond to this as well. But I guess for us, like we see ourselves more generally as social actors. So not just actors like performers, you know, on stage, but all of us in the team, director, producer, designers, performers, um, all of us see ourselves as social actors or as citizens. So our work, because of the long research that we have done in this area and in this subject matter, 15 years, 20 years, we see our approach as like amateur historians or amateur investigative journalists. And so in our work, the question of like um, ethical choices, 
you know, how do we tell the story? Um, how do we deal with exclusion? How do we deal with gaps? Uh, is as important as the questions that are around aesthetics. Like, okay, how are we designing this performance? You know, what are the technological kind of creative stuff that we're going to add to it? How are we going to tell the story in an interesting and imaginative way for the audience? So the ethics come into it for us as much as um, the question of like, how do we creatively deliver the show? And and for me, I think uh, I just want to like pick uh, what Mark said about ethics. So um, while it has been like in the back of um, our mind, I think like at least for so there's actually like a part, um, and I think uh, Julie, you're gonna get back um, to it later, um, where we deal with like this footage of old leftists um, who are living in exile, and we were working with this footage, and they were talking about many things um, that probably wouldn't sit very well in terms of where we are um, nationally. And politically speaking, today. Um, but I guess what, at least for me, um, as a performer looking into these materials, I don't necessarily am interested in the facts that are being said, but also the evergreenness of the struggles, right? Like, what are the emotional struggles as they were going through this in this part of the history that are not, not often get recounted in our books, for example? So instead of looking at the numbers, instead of looking at the places in which they live, and instead of looking at the political stigmatization around their experiences and also their existence. We were also very interested in them as human beings. Um, what were they thinking about? What were they scared of? Uh, what kind of ideals were they trying to fight for? And these things are very evergreen and we feel it up till today. And regardless of which side you are on the political continuum, these are the vibrations that you feel every day as human beings with dreams and with hopes. And just kind of like looking back to that part of the humanness um, of the history allows us to just like not look at things just through the headlines, but also understanding this hopes and dreams that were probably uh, unable to be realized. And what do we make out of it? What do we make out of our own hopes and dreams that we cannot fulfill? So these are questions that are um, that are much more universal that we are tackling. Okay, and you know, it's it's again. I I think that was some of my favorite parts, right? The, the part that you were talking about, you know, revisiting uh, the narratives of these uh, often unseen these leftists, right? These exile leftists, right? And um and you were able to take this raw footage, right, uh, from interviews that uh, Fami Ritza, uh, his collaborators, they conducted all of these uh, for his unfinished documentary Revolution uh, Forty Eight, right? I mean, talk to me about going through all of that, you know, and and creating that sort of narrative that you know is ultimately presented uh, in the in the performance. Mm-hmm. The footage, first of all, it was like 40 hours worth of footage to sift through. It was crazy, but we did it together <laughs> as a team. Okay. I didn't do it myself. But it was, I think, um, what's interesting was to kind of like see how the footage aged. So potentially, or like rather um, uh, for sure, um, Fahmi Reza, when he filmed all of these interviews with exiled leftists, um, had a different thing in mind. Like he probably wanted to like make a film to kind of like, you know, give some sort of a kasedaran to mm. people or oh, these is also what happened. So he had this very like activist, um, I guess like slant to it, right? He was like pushing towards that for his documentary that ended up being um, unfinished um, later on because he just was not able, he, he was not able to commit to it because of the subject matter and because of the controversial controversies that, might be sparked um, from the project. But the moment I took it and when the team took it, I guess, um, at least with me, uh, I went through like something a lot more, like I said before, like something a lot more um, in the gaps, something that still speak to me, regardless of which side of history do they um, live, uh, live on. So for example, 
um, one of the things that, because they talk a lot about, you know, being on the side of the history uh, who lost everything, um, being exiled, not being able to take whatever that they they, they built, right? And um, just like capturing those moments, um, I was wondering, like, do they have regrets? Do they feel like whatever that they have been working on all this while, like not uh, not fruitful for anything? And understanding that things are like not black and white, the moment you lost, you have regrets. And the moment you win, you are happy. It's not as, as, as black and white as that. As, as that. And that has been like the trajectory that I've been um, working um, with, um, working on towards kind of like coming up with something a lot more evergreen, something that the moment you see it, you would see your own grandparents talking about their own regrets or lack of regrets about anything. And to me, that's the most fascinating thing about the process. Yeah, uh, Mark, anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, no, it's it's just um, a pleasure listening to Rama speak. Uh, you know, and I mean, the thing that I would add is that I guess I could connect this to the earlier question um, about like how do we position ourselves? You know, so as as you mentioned in your intro, you know, the show has um, a documentary filmmaker that's Rama, a journalist, um, a an activist, Fanny Reza, and a performer musician, Faik Shazwan Kuhiri. So you know, history is like dust, right? Uh, it doesn't go away, you know, like we try and clear up dust, but it always lingers around and we're always dust producing machines as human beings, right? Um, we're always shedding. So I think in this project, like what really is interesting is how we try to deal with these echoes from the past, um, even if the emergency formally has ended, but many of the kind of uh, stories, scars, um, um, uh, psychologies remain with us and shape very much who we are today and how we experience, uh, well, Malaysia, you know, and look at the landscape. So, so I think this is how we try to navigate, you know, um, our own subjectivities. Um, on stage, it is a documentary filmmaker, Rama plays herself, you know, going through this journey of looking at this footage and studying it. Um, Fami as an activist really looks at and tries to dissect the new history textbook and the old history textbook to kind of discover what has changed mm -hmm. and what remains unchangeable, even if governments change and people change and you know time changes and all that. And Faik um, attempts to kind of bring in some of these as a as a, because music allows us to kind of deal with things on an emotional level that you know history and rationality and uh, debate. Uh, may not be able to because it's history isn't only about facts, right? It's also about how people feel about things and how people remember things. So this is how we navigate our positions um, across the team as well. You know, so those of us who are on stage as well, those of us who are who are kind of like behind the scenes, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it, it is uh, described as a documentary performance, right? I mean, can mm. you talk to me a little bit about that style, you know, because uh, the show relies on multiple tools, right? There's verbal, there's physical, there's digital, you know, and, you know, you use all of that to sort of paint that story, right, of how the political and the, the notional sort of past intertwines, right, with the mm. present. Can you talk to me about that? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, the, the term documentary theatre probably lends um, people to think about documentary film. And of course, it's it's very close, right? So the idea of working with non-fictional materials or narratives and personas, right? So, but this is something I've been doing in my own theatre work for about 20 years now. You know, like um, the performers always play themselves. Um, uh, they're not 
playing other characters um, on on stage. And so what they're presenting are their own experiences, their own findings. Um, Sometimes because we are making a show about a particular subject matter, they have to create new experiences. So they have to research new things or do field work in order to kind of uh, weave this into into a show about, say, Wawasan 2020 or the emergency and so on and so forth. So in many ways, Faik Shazwan Kuhiri, who's in the show, um, you know, he he said that in order for us as a joke to continue making like uh, theater this way, making documentary performances, we have to lead interesting lives. <laughs> we have to get ourselves into like weird places and weird situations and meet interesting people. Ayyo. Otherwise, we cannot make shows, you know, because we're not going to like go and take a script, you know, a script by... Um, uh, you know, Shakespeare or Arthur Miller or Leo Poitin or Jose Sulaiman or Jit Murat and stage it. I'm just never going to do that. So, <laughs> so we make it very hard for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> And Rama, for you, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I would, you know, I know you personally, obviously, you're for my former colleague, but, and this sort of marries a lot of um, your interests and your talents and your loves, right? I mean, how was it working on this sort of like, um, yeah, on a show that re- relies on, you know, so many multiple tools, it's not your traditional sort of theatre performance? Right. Uh, first of all, it's like exciting, but I think this is something to kind of contextualise, not to kind of uh, give too much uh, details about my personal <laughs> relationship, but uh, Mark and I went all the way. Uh, like since I was like eighteen, like I got to, so I was like this weird kid who was like frequenting um, theaters and and uh, all these different um, performances. And I bumped to him, and then he just basically adopted me as as like a mentee or whatever. But what I what the most fascinating thing about um, this whole process personally has been navigating this relationship too. Um, and also Fahmi Reza was also someone that I got to know from that year. And like, you know, Sprota Sebelum Merdeka was like a big hit, um, uh, you know, and really shaped me politically as a, as, as a person, you know, in that age too. So being able to like work with him and also with Faik as well. Um, and it's been like, I don't know, like 14 years now or something wow. like that, that. We got to know each other and eventually we started working. And to me, um, the best part about navigating this thing, which I had not been able to like really get from my own journalism or documentary practice in filmmaking has been the collaboration and um, uh, and and birthing of like new ideas and, and seeing people grow, right? And there's something so, I guess, intense about relationship that, you know, go through, like, we're not necessarily like, it's not like we hike a mountain together or anything, but seeing how... <laughs> experiences like a mountain us. maybe uh, sorry 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 <laughs> um, experiences like shape us um, along the way and how we see um, our work has been like really fascinating like looking at Fahmi as someone who's like very like facts and he's a demonstrator he would show he would he would you know present facts and and fight as someone who's like looking at some things like a lot more abstract ways and I you know like something that I cannot see um, if we just do like film usually we just trying to like meet production deadlines and all that so with me, I think like it becomes this room where I can navigate beyond the headlines in my professional work, um, where I can question things about what does that person, what that kid under the rubbles of Syrian earthquake feel instead of like looking at this, you know, what's scale Richter of the earthquake itself. So something beyond the headlines I can question and navigate and 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 discuss um, with this group of people has been um, really, really rewarding. And so to me, it's it's a completely different set of experience and 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 questioning something beyond and whatever that can just get 
um, in news, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. I guess, you know, uh, sorry, we're just running out of time. But, you know, Mark, for, for anyone who's coming to this, you know, uh, with very little knowledge of what it's about and all of that, you know, what do you kind of hope that they will actually take away uh, from watching the performance? To put it very simply, that history is not this static, dead, concrete thing. That history is just another way to describe change. And really the work, a notional history, is really about looking at how do things change and how do they not change. And if you are interested in how Malaysia is changing and the different possibilities, uh, which includes struggle, you know, for for its for it to change, um, then come see the show. Um, but if you're not, then no need to come see the show. <laughs> <laughs> that also is okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, how about for you, Rama? I mean, what, what, you know, after, <laughs> after you know, what is it? Twelve years? You were saying working on this almost? Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. I mean, the relationship like twelve really? years, but we've been like interested in this. But I think um, this work has taken I don't know, like close to like five years. I think uh, for us as a team. But uh, for me, it's as simple. Uh, I put myself uh, in the shoes of someone who probably at one point was bored with history. Um, this is where you want to make history fun. Um, if you feel like you think that you don't like history, this is a time where you're going to try to reassess that relationship and maybe history is fun again because it's definitely beyond um, the facts, what you read in textbooks and the encyclopedias and the Wikipedia that you read. And this is about how you relate to your history. And to me, that's the most rewarding thing that you can get from the performance. Just just a really quick one. I mean, in concrete terms, many of the audiences that came when we did the run in KL and Georgetown, especially those who are like under 30s or below the age of 30, they all studied that previous history textbook. So that was the most visceral reaction that the audience had. So those of you who are under 30, you know, we're basically talking about your textbook and taking it apart and looking at it and analyzing it and asking questions about it. Yeah. And maybe if you want to have a bit of a good cry about history, I know, unthinkable, right? Yeah, but maybe you will get that. I mean, I cried studying history, but for different reasons, right? But yeah, I mean, it was very, it was, I mean, as somebody who has watched, who had the privilege of watching, is truly moving. I mean, you, you will leave with, you know, asking yourself so many things, you know, re-examining things that you learn, if, especially if you went through our government sort of school system, right? There's so many things that you will start questioning and asking. And, you know, hopefully uh, people will start doing their own research as well, right? And looking into different stories and other stories, not different other stories. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be great. That's exactly what we want, actually. Okay. Yeah. So it will be running uh, from the 2nd to the 5th of March at Pentastu at the Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Centre or KLPAC. Uh, from the 2nd to the 5th of March, performances are at 8.30pm. And on the 5th, 4th and 5th of March, there are also performances at 3pm. Uh, and there, on the March 4th, 3pm show, we'll have Mandarin Sir titles as well. Tickets are priced at 80 ringgit and 35 ringgit for students, uh, senior citizens and the disabled. And you can also purchase a group of five tickets at 360 ringgit. That's about 10% off normal price adult tickets and they can be purchased online at cloudjoy.com and I think you know you cannot purchase it any other way right it has to be online that's right yeah, it's only online purchase. Yeah, you can't you can't like kind of rock up and buy tickets. So do head to cloudjoy.com. That's C-L-O-U-D-J-O-I.com to get your tickets. My thanks to both my guests. I've been speaking to Mark Tay and Rama Pauzi. Rama is a documentary filmmaker and a performer in A Notional History. And Mark Tay is the director of A Notional History. Uh, and of course, you know, if you'd like to follow, uh, you know, you guys on social media, there there is, you know, just search for Five Arts, isn't it? Five Arts Centre. 
Exactly. Yeah. Thanks so much, Juliet. You're most welcome. My absolute pleasure. If you miss any part of our conversation today, just search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row, or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. I remember keeping time. You remember Listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.